Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. I'd like to introduce Janet Bartosiewicz. <laughs> Appreciate having you come here tonight Thanks and for share me. your story. Uh, you, uh, we've actually, if, if you recognize the last name Bartosiewicz, we actually interviewed <laughs> your husband Dave a, a bit ago and uh, heard his wonderful story. And so now we get to hear yours. At least you can follow up and say what he may have missed or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you were not actually born into the church, is that right? No, I was brought up Catholic um, until about the age of 15 when I decided that that was man-made and arbitrary and I put my foot down and <laughs> I remember sitting in our kitchen and telling my mom I'm, I'm not going to church anymore and, and my dad tried to take me over his knee, oh, <laughs> but I was, I was, was a little bit 15? too big for that. <laughs> <laughs> this was so, at 15? Uh-huh, yeah. Wow, that, what, so they were pretty upset, they I were, guess. They yeah. were, but... Now, is this because of another religion, or you just felt like this no, wasn't right? I just didn't think that they could answer the questions that I had about, you know, why don't we eat meat on Friday, and why this, why that. I mean, I had a lot of questions that weren't being answered, and I was, I was 15, you know, you're 15, yeah. you're rebellious. So. You're rebellious. So what, what happens next after that? I went through some years that I, uh, I was fairly agnostic. I... I read a book called Atlas Shrugged when I was 19 that made me mm -hmm. kind of lean away from the martyrdom and, and of the turning the other cheek thing of being taken advantage of, and, and wow. it sort of made me think twice about Jesus. I, I was sort of undecided. Wow. Well, it's a tough time for you then. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. It was. And then I, uh, at 27, I converted to Mormonism. I had known Dave um, since we were 14, and we had oh, really? gone through high school, <laughs> and, and then I lost track of him after high school for a while, and, and saw him about eight years later. He yeah. was coming down the street wearing his black <laughs> raincoat and white shirt with skinny black tie and wire rim glasses, and, and I said, Dave Bartosowicz, you look like a Mormon. Is that you? <laughs> and he said, yeah, I'm going on a mission in three days to the Yucatan Peninsula of, oh of uh, Mexico. So yeah. I was like, well, hey, good luck with that. And, <laughs> and I didn't see him again until about a year later. So you hadn't dated or anything? No, we were, we, had, we were friends, but we had dated other people during yeah. high school. And, and, uh, and so when he came back after a year, I, I knew that that wasn't the whole time that he was supposed to have been gone. Um, so I actually called him and said, hey, you know, how was Mexico? Tell me how that was. And, and we went for a walk and, and we talked and, and he actually taught me all about the gospel, uh, supposedly the restored gospel of yeah. Mormonism. And, and I um, got interested and started investigating and, and at the same time our romance was evolving and so it was kind of hard to keep that separated even though <laughs> I always maintained that I kept it as at arm's length, but it was, if I'm totally honest, I probably wanted 
to believe because I wanted, I was interested you in him. Like in him. Yeah. Or, mm -hmm. And so did you ever take the missionary lessons or did oh, you sure. need to uh, well, do, or did you have actually, to Actually Dave had taught me enough that by the time I did sit down with the missionaries I pretty much knew everything. Knew so I think I had the seven lessons in two sessions. So, oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> a quickie, a quick, mm. a quick. So now, did you have, uh, did you ever sense any similarities between Catholicism and Mormonism at the outset? Mm. No, I don't think that I ever really did. I, what I liked was that you know, you didn't have to go and confess to the priest. You could pretty much, unless it was something you know, a pretty heinous sin that yeah. you would have to go to the bishop for, that you could confess your sins directly to God and and that was appealing to me and yeah. the clean lifestyle appealed to me and and so there was yeah. it wasn't difficult for me to accept yeah. so were you active I mean you were, oh very you very active? very active I held many callings we raised our children our three girls in it um, we held family home evenings <laughs> we attended the temple oh, um, we actually we're not married in a temple, we were married in a chapel because I'd only been a member for four months mm. when we got married. But, but then we were sealed, sealed in yeah. the Salt Lake Temple. Mm. And, uh, and it kind of just, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was very overwhelming because I um, also, it was the first time I'd ever gone through, so I took out my endowments and It makes it a little extra this, long. Yeah, and it was a Saturday, there were through. like 200 and something Brides. It was about seven hours in the wow. temple, and we had our young nine-month-old daughter, and she was in the youth center, and so it was very overwhelming. I don't know how much of it I absorbed. I was concerned about my daughter. It was just a, it was a surreal experience, really. <laughs> felt good about coming together as a family and being sealed, mm -hmm. I guess, and felt yeah. like you were on the right track to. Exactly. Wherever yeah, we're headed the, in Mormonism. What I we guess. were supposed to do. <laughs> right. It was the logical progression of things. Did you ever, did you go back much uh, to the temple? Uh huh. Yeah, I did. I, I really did a lot of that and a lot of uh, family history and genealogy work. I, wow. I taught family history for quite a while, probably about five years, and volunteered oh, wow. at the Stake Center where we had a small family history library right. and things like that. So. Do you have a testimony of Joseph Smith in the Book of Mormon? Um, yeah, well... Thinking I, back then, as you were at that point. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember when I received my testimony of the Book of Mormon, I had gone to the woods fasting and, and praying, and, and I had my scriptures with me, and I was really struck by the whole uh, stick of Joseph, stick of Judah. Thing from Ezekiel and yeah. and uh, and that's when I decided that yes the Book of Mormon is true and then I remember as I was walking out of the woods that I was thinking well does that make Joseph Smith a true prophet and then it just kind of turned in my head that well of course he had to be <laughs> if the Book of Mormon is true and yeah. and so yeah, I just, just kind of went with sense. it you know you and just you get testimony. involved in it and you move along yeah so you had this testimony, and was that, uh, um, how did you feel about Jesus at this point, did you? You know, I, I don't know that I had that put my faith in Jesus. It was just the whole system of Mormonism and the structure of it and yeah. all of that. And, and then you get involved in it, and there's a lot of busyness, and there's 
a lot of activities and you just did you go ever, along with it. Now you knew that as a Mormon that, that Jesus was our elder brother. Yes. Did you ever get the sense that we, not that he didn't provide some grace at the very end, mm -hmm. but that it was really on our shoulders, right? To yes. do all that we could do. Uh -huh. And we so, were earning our way. Not that he wasn't important, but we really right. didn't need him except right at the end or something. Right. Well, <laughs> it says in the Bible dictionary, in the center of your your um, four standard works, what yeah. they call the the quad, yeah. that, you know, there's a definition for grace, and it's called the enabling power to do that which we are not able to do completely ourselves. But yeah. it is just that little bit of extra, yeah. and like you work your way up, and then he'll pull you the rest of the way. And not that he did it all, but that we have to contribute uh, as, you know, it's all that we can do until he just he does the, does the, the very the last. last. And I, you know, as a Latter-day Saint, that just made so much sense. But I know there are Latter-day Saints probably listening to that, and that's exactly what they believe, mm -hmm. that Jesus is just kind of, uh, you know, he's our elder brother, and he right. was there first, and he just kind of... <laughs> Although they would, you know, I always denied that I was working out my salvation. salvation, that he was my savior. But now that I look back at it, you know, if you don't put your faith in Jesus' finished work on the cross, then what are you, <laughs> how, what does he save you from? Yeah. Really? You know, <laughs> you're not allowing him to be your savior. If you're thinking, I've got to do this, this, and this, and and then he's just going to do the last, the last foot or the last yeah. couple inches of getting <laughs> you there. It's, you know, he paid it all for us. Yeah. That's, a, that's one of the joys of coming to Christianity for uh -huh. sure. Well, so you're active in the church and you're raising your family and Dave's active, I guess, and attending. And well, Dave always had some questions and some things that he struggled with. And so I was sort of the cop in our relationship. I was, <laughs> I would nag him a lot you to one that got, pay got your full tithing and, and do your home teaching and accept callings without question and, and all of those things <laughs> that he sometimes had trouble with. But, and I would always say that, you know, when I, joined the church, I bought the whole enchilada, but that he, he had some things that he had trouble with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how, did, how, long, how long did this last then? <clears throat> oh, for years, years and years. But then he started questioning the nature of God, and, and we were on a trip, and we were in Arizona. Once I remember him sitting me down and saying, you know, do you accept that, you know, God had a father and he had a father and and that there are you know multiple gods and, and because I really believe that there's just only one God and, and I was like why are you questioning this why are you looking for a different truth when we have the truth well, we've got it and, if, all. and I said to him if you keep going in this direction you're going to leave the church and he assured me no 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 I'm just you know I'm just investigating and and he was reading a lot of the New Testament and and he would show me different things, and a lot of times it would be during sacrament meeting <laughs> when you this know is he upsetting. was, and he would be elbowing me, saying, "Oh, look at this!" And I'd be really? like, Shh, "Be quiet, be a good example to the kids, you know, be reverent." <laughs> <laughs> and, and so it went on like that for probably five or six years before we were sitting in a sacrament meeting um, at ward conference, and it came 
for the, you know, sustaining of the brethren, and he couldn't do it. He could not put his hand up because he had been coming with us at my request. I knew he was sort of wavering. He, I asked him if he would continue coming with me and the girls to church, but then he would leave and he'd go to the Alpine Church in Layton. Yeah. And, uh, and so he just could not raise his hand to su- sustain the general authorities. And so that was, was that the end upsetting? for him, and that was very upsetting to me. And, yeah. and so... Because you're married in the temple, you're mm-hmm. looking forward And he taught to me, and now I felt very betrayed. Yeah. And I would remind him of that often during <laughs> <laughs> the Thank time you, after that. Of, you know, we had a six-month period of time where it was very difficult between us because he had left the church. I was feeling very upset, and he would try to tell me things, and I would put up my hand and say, no, <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Yeah. You know, I just... And But he would... He was persistent. (laughs) If anybody who knows Dave knows that he's very persistent. And see, he would get things in that would make me think, you know, some things like um, I had been teaching Relief Society at the time out of the the teachings of the Joseph Smith. There was a two-year period of time when in... Right, um, I remember that. Yeah, and so while I was doing that, he would be telling me, you know, do you know that the word atonement is used in the Book of Mormon over and over again? But that word wasn't even <laughs> made, coined until sometime in the 1600s. And I'd be like, you know, you so know, and what? then so things like that would niggle in the back of my mind. And so every once in a while, he'd, he'd get something through that made me think. And then I would see him just being so on fire for God. And he'd, he'd go to that meeting at Alpine every Sunday. He looked forward to going to church. He where wanted you know, to go there. Yes, yeah. and he would go to a Bible study in the afternoon on Sunday at the U of U. And, and I think midweek there were things that he would do. And no matter how I tried to get him to spend more time with the family or, you know, let's not have you go this week. Oh, he didn't want to miss. And so he was really connecting and always remembering God, and he'd sit down to the piano in our living room, and he would just compose this amazing praise and worship music that oh I could really hear the difference in his heart of how much he believed in Jesus. He Always his favorite hymn in the church was, I Believe in Christ. But now, they, I mean, he would just compose <laughs> spontaneous songs of praise and worship that filled the house with the Spirit. and. And then I would have people telling me, but he's, uh, you know, he's left the church, so he's under the influence of Satan, and he's He's lost. lost. And and then I would think of those times when I would hear him playing, or or he would also have Christian music on the computer in his office or in the car, and I just, it was relentless. I couldn't get away from it, you know, and and you'd hear phrases that would stick with you from from these songs, and and I would just think, no, that's... It's not true that he's lost. He's found something, and I'm feeling aloof from God. I was absolutely, during those six months, paralyzed in prayer. Mm-hmm. Didn't know what to ask for when I got on my knees, and I just, it was a rough, rough time. And But, um, you know, I could feel that our marriage was hanging in the balance, and there was, um, there was a time when we went on a trip to Hawaii for my 50th birthday. We'd been planning it for a long time. It was a milestone birthday, and so 
I made him promise, okay, there's not going to be any of this stuff. No religion. Well, we're in Hawaii. But of course, you know, he just couldn't shut up about it. He was all, it's just always, it was bubbling over. Yeah. He was so excited about what he had learned. And, and so there was a, a day when we were in Hawaii that we were just standing, enjoying the scenery, standing out in the water. He had his arms around me, and I just felt this overwhelming feeling like you can trust him. Wow. And, you know, here I was learning some things about Joseph Smith's character that was making me think, you know, he was a little sketchy. And here I'd been married to Dave for 22 years, and and he'd always been true and faithful to me, and, and I knew that I could trust him. And yet when we went back home from Hawaii, you know, people all around me in the neighborhood were putting their arms around me saying, oh, Janet, you know, Dave's left the church, but we don't want you to leave. And and, you know, putting kind of a lot of pressure on me. And so mm -hmm. I, uh, I think I started kind of being disrespectful to him when he would try to tell me things and rolling my eyes again and, <laughs> and telling him he'd betrayed me or whatever. And yeah. so he sat me down one day and he was in tears. But he said, you know, I love God more than anything. But in so saying, I love you so much more. And... I haven't betrayed you, and I don't think I can go on living this way. And so he just said, I think we're going to have to separate. And I didn't want to lose my marriage. Mm -hmm. I loved him, and I just said, tell me what you know. Wow. So and so shared. then I opened up my ears and my eyes, and I, I, uh, I listened to what he had to share. I watched a video called Joseph Smith versus the Bible, and that debunked a lot of what people consider truths of Mormonism as compared to um, the Bible. Yeah. And... Was that hard to it, do, to kind of say, okay, I, I, I'll, um, I've resisted you this far, but I, I'll, I'll accept or at least uh, try to understand where you're coming from? Yeah, it was, was hard to challenge? do, but then I started, um, you know, being introduced to people that he knew from his associations in his... Christian life, and and we had attended a concert one night, and I met a woman who made me realize that, you know, the law, the Ten Commandments were given to us just to show us that we cannot keep them. <laughs> we cannot keep all of them. We can't keep all of the laws and ordinances of, you know, that we were expected to keep in the temple. We are sinful creatures who just can't do that and we need the finished work of Christ on the cross yeah. and his blood to his sacrifice to redeem us from our sins and and it never had hit me like that before that that so we're not of the law anymore it yeah, actually did it actually did. and there's a difference isn't mm -hmm. there there is and so now I have that freedom in Christ that I just live the law of love I love God with all my heart and all my might mind and strength and, and love others. And we have that God. vertical relationship and now I realize how important the horizontal relationship is too with the people that we fellowship with. Yeah. And and my relationships are, are so much more authentic and so much more fulfilling now. It's there's not no facade. That, there's yeah, no, yeah. It was a lot you know, you were acquainted with people, you said hello to them in the hall at church or wave to them 
in, on the street, but I didn't have a lot of close relationships in the wow. Mormon faith. And now I have some very authentic, wonderful relationships that, I mean, I have a, a standing <laughs> date, so to speak, on Tuesday with a friend, and, and there are a lot of friends that are just, just know that I have this open uh, day on Tuesday morning when I'm off, and, wow. and we call it our Jehovah Java. We get together <laughs> and we have coffee, and we, we talk about what God's doing in our lives and encourage wow. each other, and I just honestly love that time. In your marriage? Oh, our marriage is so much more authentic also, and, and I know that we will be together. It's, we're sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise. He's made that deposit in us now. He indwells us. And it's guaranteed that when Christ takes us unto Him, takes the body of Christ unto Him, that we'll be together always. And so wonderful? we have that assurance. And I don't need to have, you know, what they say is a ceiling in that granite building up on the hill because <laughs> I put my faith in, in the finished work of Christ oh. on the cross and I, I rest in the shadow of the cross I, and rest in Him every day. Wow, I guess you... Well, Dave must really be thrilled that you made this transition, and you must have mm -hmm. empathized more now with him what he was going through for so many months or um, years there. Huh? Yes, and and I never, you know, I I didn't want to pay a lot of attention to what he was going through, but now that I have um, taken off those Mormon glasses, the most amazing thing is is that. Now when I read the Bible, I can understand what's there. I can look at, look at it and say, did it always say this because <laughs> I missed this I've, somehow. How did I've I miss this all those 22 too. years when I was in Mormonism that it says in Isaiah that he is our God and he is our Savior and beside him there is no other, yeah. for instance. I'm just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Who put that in there? Yeah, <laughs> you know, why was that never brought out in a uh, Sunday school class? So do you go to Alpine Church now too? Then, I or? do, we yeah. love it. And how is that? Mm -hmm. Com compare that for the LDS people so that they understand what goes on there a little bit? Well, it's, there's a band, first of all, and so there's praise and worship music and... But praising um, God, right? It, and yeah. Praising Jesus. And, yeah. Exactly, and, and then there's good biblical teaching from the pulpit, and it's subjective. It, it's not line by line. There are certain Bible teachers that teach line by line Usually Alpine takes the subject and then we'll support it with biblical truth and and I think it's very good yeah. biblical teaching. Programs for the youth and yes. they have good programs. And the so. children, kids church and camps and mission trips and so Yeah. We Well what do you think's most misunderstood by the Latter day Saints about Christians? What would you say? I think they think that once we have decided to put our faith in Christ for our salvation that we don't have to do anything anymore. And, and that's such a misconception because we are so grateful that He's rescued us, yeah. that we want to, to go out and, and serve others so that we can show Him our love and oh. our gratitude. That's what you're talking about, the horizontal. The horizontal relationship, yeah, exactly. because you love your fellow man. And, well, so how, we know how you feel about Jesus, I guess. <laughs> it's just so, so different, isn't it? He's our God. And, and, it is. Uh, and has that been, has that given you a freedom? 
from from what you experienced oh, in Mormonism? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't have to, you know, worry about what I put in my mouth anymore, you know, the do's and don'ts of the word of wisdom. I'm it's what comes out of our mouths now yeah. that I realize is important and so there's that freedom to to just express yourself in faith and love. Yeah, and the rituals <laughs> don't save us, do they? No. You know, all that stuff in the temple and like you're saying, the other so-called commandments or rules mm -hmm. and rituals. It's all about what Jesus did for us. Exactly. And that gives us such a freedom. Well, I appreciate what you said too about the Bible because that's one of the joys that we've had. I mean, I've read the Bible before, but I always, if there was anything I didn't understand, and there were a lot of those things, I just figured they weren't translated correctly. Exactly. <laughs> and now, like you're saying, it's just opened up and, and there's such a joy. Well, you've I got, think that oh. is one of the most highest things that Joseph Smith did was to minimize the the truth of the Bible and to take oh, that I, and I to agree. kind of put our focus on something else that leads us away from knowing the truth of God's Word. Yeah. And so, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word shall not pass away. And Joseph Smith said, well, you can't trust it. Trust right. me. Trust me. Exactly. Don't trust the Bible. Uh, so well, you've got just a few seconds left. Yeah. What would you tell the Latter-day Saint people, especially those that might be in a separate marriage situation where a husband or a wife is challenging their testimony? I see that going on all over this valley. We have friends that are going through that same situation right now in that they, you know, one of them has stopped believing and the other is digging in their heels and saying, you know, it's got to be this, and I would say stay with your spouse even if they stop believing because be listen to them, yeah. and they may have found something that you can benefit from and that will give you freedom in Christ. Thanks, Janet. You're super. Good night. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an Ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon. Thank you.